Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Around the Slice. I am Now, I am very excited for this week's episode and what's ahead, because after the season is wrapped up, Super Bowl's wrapped up, we're finally kicking up and ramping up our off-season content here on the podcast. Now, um, I want to give you a warning. Um, this is positive to me, but I'm sorry for the rest of you that love the NFL. Most of our discussion will be centered on the Buffalo Bills. We'll obviously talk about other moves and how it affects the Bills indirectly or directly. Most of our discussion will be centered on the Buffalo Bills because that's my team. It's been and it will continue to be. So what better way than to kick it off than to look at the Buffalo Bills' internal free agents? By that, I mean their own in-house free agents. So um, here's the rundown how we're going to do this. The Buffalo Bills have 23, yes, 23 free agents this offseason. Um, so first, I'm going to give you, obviously, their name and position, then their age. This the It's not their age right now. Maybe it is, but it's going to be their age by September 2023, so by the start of next season, and their spot track salary cap projections, annual salary projection, and then what I want. So if I were GM, general manager of the Buffalo Bills, Brandon Bean, what would I do if I were in his shoes? And then my prediction, what I predict he will do. So personally, what I would do and what I predict Brandon Bean will do. And yeah, and then let's otherwise noted, these guys are unrestricted free agents. We have a few restricted free agents, but I'll note that when we get to it. So, um... These aren't alphabetical. These aren't most important, least important. This is just how SpotTrack, um, thank you to SpotTrack, fantastic cap website, free agent contracts. Go there for all your off-season needs, I think. But they, this is how they list them, so it's not order of importance or anything. So first, Jordan Poyer, obviously star safety for us, 32 years old. <clears throat> SpotTrack uh, Spot has their, his salary projected, annual salary at $11 million per year. Now I think that number is kind of too low. I don't. If we can get Poyer back for that number, that's great. Resign him right away. But I think Poyer is going to want like twelve and a half to thirteen million a year. I think, and rightfully so. He's been like an All Pro this year. He was an All Pro this year, and arguably last year too. He's been at. He's played at an All Pro level next to Micah Hyde. Uh, this, the um, since he got to Buffalo in two thousand in March of two thousand seventeen in that offseason free agency. But unfortunately, what I want, I would honestly love to bring him back. Like I said, eleven million. If we can get him for that salary, ten to eleven million. Then obviously, I'm not comfortable going over eleven million though. So my prediction is, unfortunately, he goes somewhere else. Because I, my official prediction, thinking logically, he goes somewhere else. Because I think he's just gonna want more money than that. I feel like he he thinks he's better than Tyron Matthew, which he probably is. Matthew makes nine point five ten million a year right now. So yeah. Uh, next, and I feel like we can get someone, maybe not at Poyer's level, but we can get someone to somewhat match the production that Poyer gave us for all those years. So, I'll miss him, but at this point, he, and it sounds like he's going to, on it, I forgot the name of his podcast, but he has a podcast last week, he said these both comments back to back, he said, he's, first he said, uh, First, he said, I would love a state that doesn't take half my money. And what state fits that bill? New York is one of the highest taxes, um, tax states in America, in the United States. And what money doesn't, what money? What state doesn't have any taxes? Florida. Who's in Florida? The Miami Dolphins. And then he said, because Buffalo is very cloudy and whatever, you, as you know, if you live in New York, New York in general, but specifically the Buffalo we're referring to here. I, he said, I would love to see the sun, I don't know, maybe every week. So that's Miami, too. 
I'm pretty sure it's going to go to the Dolphins. That's a gut punch because I obviously hate the Dolphins because uh, they're our rival. But them and the Patriots are up there. But I that would be such a gut punch. So I would not be rooting for him anymore, to say the least. Next, we got Roger Saffold. This is pretty straightforward. He's 35 years old. Spot check salary project, annual salary projection for Saffold, $5.4 million a year. That seems about... That seems kind of high the way he played this year. He played terrible this year. Let's get right to it. What I want, let him walk. And prediction, go somewhere else. I don't think Brandon Bean will re-sign him. Because last week when he brought up the offensive line, who we have a future offensive line, he said er, this earlier this week with this combine interview with reporters, he said on the offensive line we have, we have Spencer Brown, we have Mitch Morris, we have Deion Dawkins and Ryan Bates, and he left Saffold out of that group. He did say Roger Saffold's future's up in the air right now or something to that extent. So up in the air pretty much means he's gone. And he played horrible this year. I don't think Spencer Brown even played that good. Like He was average at times. There were a lot of down, low lights, if you will, for him. Our ta- young tackle, who I was not impressed with. But Roger Saffold was the worst by far far and he was pretty good last year for the titans but what a drop off so i would let him walk and i think my official prediction thinking logically brandon bean lets him go somewhere else and lets him walk too case kim quarterback 35 years old now a lot of these coming up most of these guys actually don't have silly projections not most non-starters don't across the league so Specs are salary projections, NA, when, which means not applicable. So salary, project, salary projections, not um, not available. And then what I want, let him walk. Prediction, go somewhere else. This is Case Keenum again. I know you think it might not be a big deal, but I feel like I'm next week I'm going to get into, like, external, like, signings and draft and, like, signings outside of our organization right now to make the Bills roster better because we need it desperately, uh, especially on offense. But that's... Here nor there. That's for next week. I think we should get a backup quarterback that plays similar to Josh Allen, like Sam Donald's been mentioned. Maybe Jacoby Brissett. I feel feel like we need a quarterback that plays similar to Josh Allen, who's young and mobile. And Sam Donald fits that perfectly. But I'll talk about that next week. So prediction is he leaves, and then Jordan Phillips, defensive tackle. He played. He was phenomenal. Well, let me get this out of the way. He's thirty years old. Uh, he will be 30 years old. Spot check silly projection, again, not available. Um, I Would I want? I would let him walk. But my prediction, I feel like Brandon Bean really likes him. So he re- I feel like the prediction, he, he re-signs him and the Bills come to an agreement. McDermott and Bean, well, now Leslie Frazier's gone. We'll talk about that that at the end, actually. But now McDermott and um, Bean, they love their defense line rotation. And maybe that changes our new defensive coordinator who comes in. Whether that be Bobby Babich, uh, Eric Washington's D-line coach already. So he loves that too. And if he comes defense coordinator, you know that rotation will stay. But I wasn't that impressed with Jordan Phillips. Yeah, he came hot out of the gate. The Rams and Titans games, he was amazing. Week one with the Rams, he had like two sacks, like one tackle for loss. He was great flying out of the gate. He he played with like a separated desk, torn labrum in his shoulder all year pretty much. For all but a few weeks, I feel like. So... But my, I would let him walk for my prediction is Bannon Bean somehow finds a way to re-sign him now. Tyler Manikiewicz, linebacker. Now, this is where it gets interesting because we have quite a few guys that are core special teamers and have been core special teamers since McDermott got here over the course of the past few years, um, three to five years. So, Tyler Manikiewicz, 30 years old. Spock check salary reduction. Again, he's kind of like not really known, so not available. 
What I want is let him walk. And then my prediction, Bean's going to have to part, unfortunately, with some of these special team players. You can't. You're kind of tight on cap right now, and they can get up to like fifty, sixty million with restructures and all that. But, um, uh, yeah, my prediction is he goes somewhere else. Bean, I don't think I think Bean agrees with me. Not that he's listening, but I'm just saying hypothetically, I think Bean agrees with me in the fact we agree with each other in the fact that you can't keep everybody, and you're gonna have to let a few of these special teamers, core special teamers, for the past few years go. Tremaine Edmonds, this is the biggest one easily, in my opinion. Linebacker, 25 years old. He's 25. He'll be coveted because this is his – he's played in the league five years, and he's still going to only turn 25 in May. He was drafted at 19 years old. He didn't turn 20 until like three weeks later after the draft. He was drafted at 19. By the time people are 25 in the league players, they're usually like two or three years in the league by then, and he's been like – Five years. I mean, he is extremely young. He'll still be only 30 years old by his 10th year. That's insane to me. Or by the end of his 10th year, I think it is. So, But spot chart salary projection has him at $11 million per year. Uh, what I want, I want Trinidad Edmonds to stay. I know so he doesn't make splash plays, but I think this year by far proved that Edmonds needs to stay. And for the love of God, if he leaves, we're going to start Terrell Bernard. And, yeah, you can just assume how that will go. I do. Terrell Bernard's undersized. He's slow. He can't really move laterally. So I want to re-sign him. In prediction, I think Brandon Beans gets away to re-sign him. Now, if he... I I think Brandon Beans is going to have to fork over like 15 to 17 million a year. And that might be too low. 16 to 18 million range for Tremaine Edmonds. But I think he can get it done. Brandon Beans is a wizard. He always finds a way. He said last year we won't make any big moves. And then, ta-da, appears Von Miller. Six years, $120 million a mile. Uh, but I want him to re-sign. I think Brandon Bean will re-sign Tremaine Edmonds. He was a second-ever draft pick. We know how Brandon Bean loves his own internal draft pick. Second-ever behind Josh Allen that um, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott made as a duo, but Brandon Bean specifically. So I think he finds a way to get it done. And Jamison Crowder, wide receiver, this is pretty straightforward. He's 30 years old. Again, spot check silly projection, not available. Uh, what I want personally, uh, let him walk. Like, I know he got injured, but I personally didn't even think he was going to make the roster in training camp. I think Isaiah Hodgins looked better than him. I think Jay Kumaro, who did end up making it, looked better than him. I think, um, at times, like Tavon Austin and Marcus Stevenson looked better. And Jameson Crowder missed most of training camp, and he didn't get in there till late. So, there's no need for him prediction. I think Bean feels the same way. Let him walk. We need... Khalil Shakir is coming on. Unfortunately, I do think we caught Isaiah McGenzie, but still, Khalil Shakir is coming on. I would like to bring back Cole Beasley. Then we can draft someone to split with Gabe Davis, unless it's Jackson Smith and Jigwood, who's an elite slot. But yeah, I think Bean feels the same way and lets Jamison Crowder walk and go somewhere else. Next, after Jamison Crowder, uh, we've got... uh, let me take a sip of my water quick. <clears throat> oh, I just lost a bit. Excuse me real quick. Let me just take a quick sip of my water. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, After Jameson Crowder, we have, I believe it is David Questenberry. Yes, it is. After Jameson Crowder, we got David Questenberry, who was our first tackle off the bench. I was surprised that he didn't start week one for Spencer Brown um, because he got all the reps at tackle in training camp, and I was really, really surprised um, 
Because Spencer Brown had back surgery. He was kind of, he had his season canceled in college. You know the whole story about him. But I was surprised Spencer Brown started week one just because, like, he wasn't ready to the last preseason game and didn't play to the last preseason game for any training camp action. But David Questerberry is our first swing tackle off the bench. He will be, by the time the season starts, 33 years old. Spectre salary projection, unfortunately, not available. What I want is pretty clear re-sign. And I think Brandon Bean will re-sign him just because how much our offensive line will be in flux. We're going to let a couple offensive linemen go. It's just how the business is. But I think we re-sign David Questenberry. And we have Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Doyle coming back from injury. Full recovery by September. So, yeah. I think we re-sign David Questenberry. And he can play guard and tackle, so I think he can compete with Tommy Doyle if for first guy off the bench if Tommy Doyle doesn't find a starting guard or tackle. Probably guard spot, honestly, at this point. Taiwan Jones running back, 35 years old. Uh, spot check, salary projection, not available again. Sorry, there's so many that are not available. What I want, I would let him walk. My prediction is he's actually retires. He's really not good at side of the Bills. And honestly, like he used to be a fantastic gunner, him and Saran Neal for a few years there. Saran Neal's still good on special things. We could cut in this offseason. I don't think we will, though. But Tyron Jones, um, I think he retires. He's, like I said, that's my official prediction. He's lost a step in the special teams. He, he's not really a core four special team anymore. I mean, he technically is, but he's lost some of his stride there. And then Sam Martin punter, 33 years old. Patrick Shelley rejection. Not available. What I want, re-sign, prediction. Re- I think we re-sign him. Now. But I was fine with Sam Martin. I don't think it's very outlandish to say this was our best punter since Brian Mormon in like the early 2000s, late 90s. I think that's when he was. Sorry, I wasn't born yet. So, oh, But since Brian Mormon, I don't think that's a hot take. I mean, Corey Bohorkas was pretty bad. Matt Hack was horrible. We finally found a punter. After a few, three or four years there of, like, nothing. So, but I'll be cautious with this one who re-signs because if he wants more than two, three million a year as a punter, I'll go th- cap it at three million. Tyler Bass is probably, we could explore an extension for him to save cap, which is probably five million a year for a kicker. I don't feel great about that, but that's Tyler Bass. So do what you got to do. But if Sam Burton wants more than three million as a punter, let him walk. But I think he'll re-sign for, like, two, 2.5 million a year. Next, Greg Van Roten, guard slash center. 33 years old, spot check, Sally projection, not available. Now, what I want, let him walk. My prediction, I alluded this before, this is the other offense lineman with Roger Saffold that I don't think we bring back. Prediction goes somewhere else. We have Tommy Doyle, as I said a second ago, my, I think we'll um, re-sign. Um, I think we'll re-sign David Questenberry. Sorry, blanking. David Questenberry. And we did re-sign him one year, doing yesterday, a backer who can also compete for a starting guard spot. You have, I don't think Greg Van Orton, really. I know he can play all five positions. He can play guard. He plays guard mainly, and then center when Mitch Morse and Ryan Bates are out. He did not look good at center, like, at all. He had trouble with snaps. He looked okay at guard, but he's not a guy that you really want to rely on if guys get injured. Shaq lost in defensive end. I'll say right now, this is a very pleasant surprise from this season. He's great. Outside the Bills, he's not good at all, really. But outside, in the Bills, in a Bills jersey, he's fantastic. 29 years old. Spectrox, Sally projection, not available. I think a similar deal it is here, like 1, 2 million would be great for him. What I want, resign, prediction, resign. Boogie Basham hasn't developed near what I wanted. AJ Epinesa had to, hasn't developed near what I wanted. Von Miller, will be out, like, half the season, uh, just like Trey White was this year, around the same timeline. And then, so, 
And then we have Greg Rousseau. I don't think it's out of the question. I actually would predict this, that the starting two defensive ends at left and right defense end, respectively, would be Greg Rousseau and Shaq Lawson. And Shaq Lawson would be splitting with a rookie and Basham and Ebenezer. But those would be the two starters, maybe. So I would love Shaq Lawson back. And I think Bean and McDermott love him. He brings high energy to that defensive line. That defensive line has some characters. But, uh, yeah. Next, Jake Kumro, who's a core special team for us, wide receiver. Most of the time, he's like a wide receiver, five or six. So, like, he, he he's active most of the time just because of his special teams. 31 years old, spot tracks, salary projection, at, not available, unfortunately. Sorry about that again. What I want, I personally, if I were Brandon Bean, if it were me, would let him walk. You can't keep all these special teamers. He's 31. He's gonna, He's still elite on special teams. But the Bills covet special teams, so my prediction is they re-sign him. I mean, hell, we let Isaiah Hodgins walk and go to the Giants. I'm happy for him and the Giants, but we should have kept him over, like, James, Jake Coomer. I would have kept Jake Coomer and uh, Isaiah Hodgins last year going into the season and forget um, forget James and Crowder. But they, the final spot came down to... Evidently, Jake Kumro and Isaiah Hydens, and we kept Jake Kumro for special teams. No reason why they won't again. So even though I think we should let him go and walk, my prediction is he'll resign. Dean Marlowe, safety. Now, how much this safety business is in flux with me predicting that Poyer will leave. Micah Hyde looking to fully be ready, but we don't know how he will turn um, in 2023. Uh, uh, a couple other safeties we'll discuss with sign and resign. Dean Marlowe had a pick in that Dolphins game. No, was it Dolphins or Patriots? Either way, um, he had a pick this season um, in the Dolphins play. I don't know which one it was, playoffs or not. But either way, he had a crucial interception to change the game. I f- and I don't feel comfortable. I don't think it's appropriate right now to speculate on DeMar Hamlin's future with that situation. I don't think he's worrying about football right now anyway. But if he is, I don't want to speculate on it. So I think... Dean Moe is 31 years old. Patrick Sally projection as expected, not available. What I personally want, I want to re-sign him, and I think Brandon Bean does too. Because outside of Buffalo, he left Buffalo to go in the Falcons to get a starting job and didn't really work out and then he, for a couple of years, and then he came, got into the Lions, and then he came back to Buffalo and was really good for us. He, he, he was thrust into a role, though, so yeah. Bobby, my prediction was we re-sign him, so... Bobby Hart, guard slash tackle. I know Bobby Hart's like a mean meme in the Buffalo community. Um, I certainly don't really think he's that good. But 29 years old, it's Patrick Staley projection. What I want, I would let him walk. But prediction, I have a feeling they'll resign him. McDermott and Bean love Bobby Hart for some reason. Because he like, was that jumbo tight end and like six offensive linemen jumbo tight end on certain packages. But you have Tommy Doyle for that. So I don't know. Maybe if Tommy Doyle wins a starting spot next year and they're thinking Bobby Hart can still play the jumbo tight end role, I personally wouldn't bring him back, though, because Tommy Doyle was doing that jumbo tight end role already before he got injured. So, yeah, that's that. But I think we bring back Bobby Hart for some reason. I just have a feeling. A.J. Klein, linebacker, now this guy, before, when he was in Buffalo the first time, he was really good as a third linebacker because we don't run three linebackers. But if Milano or Admins were hurt, um, sorry, I was thinking sip of water. If Admins and Milano were hurt, he came in the first time and played really well. Even this year, when we signed him off the sh- from Chicago the week before we played Chicago, when we signed him, uh, or no, was he on the Ravens? Either way, when we signed him when his other team caught him, either Ravens or Bears because of the Roquan Smith trade, he was really, really 
like not really good, but they trusted him enough for, and they don't like Terrell Bernard, obviously, because he started over Terrell Bernard when and Tyrod Dodson when Edmonds was hurt that one week. Uh, so AJ Klein's 32 years old. Spot check Sally projection not available. What what I want is let him walk, and my prediction is I could go either way with this, honestly, because I feel like they really like AJ Klein. For now, I'm going to say he goes somewhere else to be a reserve linebacker. Because we did, even though I don't like it, the fact remains that we did draft Terrell Bernard. We did draft Balin Specter. Maybe those guys can contribute on special teams. We'll talk about another linebacker in a minute here. Um, key, key reserve slash third guy off the bench for us. But, yeah, just I think we let AJ Klein go somewhere else. Um, Justin Murray's a tackle, 30 years old. I mean, this is... He signed a reserve slash futures contract with the Las Vegas Raiders on February 2nd, which that means is basically the same as a contract. The contract doesn't kick in and affect your payroll, though, till the new league year starts, which is March 17th this year. So, yeah. March 15th, excuse me, this year. So, that's that. Uh, Devin Singletary, this is another big one. Running back. He's 26 years old. Spatrick salary projection is $5.5 million a year. Now, what I personally want is I would let him walk. My prediction is go somewhere else. Now, this isn't like Roger... Saffold or Jamison Crowder, where they got injured in Crowder's case, or were terrible, absolutely awful in Saffold's case. Singletary's been good. If you saw my awards show at the end of the year, a few podcast episodes ago, I um, gave this guy Mr. Consistency because he never complains. He's never in the media shooting his mouth off like some other guys do. Across Running backs across the league. He just comes out and does what he needs to do. And that is awesome to see, but I like Singletary services, but there's no need, especially at five point five million, that's too much for running back. I think four million, four point eight million for or whatever the number is for Naheem Hines is even too much. So I think that we're gonna restructure that deal. I really don't want us to cut him, but we'll probably ask him to take a pay cut. Um Singletary, there's no need for him if especially if we draft B. John Robinson. But say we draft a middle round mid round running back like uh, Zach Charbonnet or uh Roshan Jensen. We need a power back or sign Cream Hunt. We already have nine minutes of James Cook. There's no need for Devin Singletary. I appreciate what he did. This is kind of a bittersweet goodbye, if you will. But prediction, he goes somewhere else. Like Miami. Imagine that employer. Dude, Tyrell Dotson, linebacker. When I made this show notes this morning, I thought, uh, let's get started with this. 25 years old, Sully Cap spot check, annual Sully projection, not available. Now, he, this is where we get to a few restricted free agents, starting with Dotson. The restricted free agent tenders around $2 million. Uh, what I want, I would re-sign him, but not in the way where we place a tender on him. $2 million is way too much for, like, a third or fourth reserve linebacker, backup linebacker for us, and we don't want three tight end linebacker sets, like, ever. But, so... I want to resign him as an unrestricted free agent. My, but my official prediction is he becomes an unrestricted free agent and goes somewhere else. I think Tyrell Justin feels like he's a starter in this league. He's said that a few times and on Twitter a few weeks ago after the season. He kind of, like, indirectly said goodbye. He indirectly said goodbye to the Buffalo Bill, to the Bills organization. Thank you and blah, blah, blah and all that. So I, I originally thought he was going to resign for sure. But now I think... He wants to be a starter. He thinks he can be a starter, by the way, his language and by language and all that. And I think he realizes he's never going to get that with Edmonds, and Mil- especially if we re-sign Edmonds and Milano already there, and we never run three linebacker sets because we want Taron Johnson on the field. Dane Jackson, cornerback. You know how I feel about Dane Jackson. He's another un- uh, re- 
excuse me, he's another restricted free agent, 26 years old, stat check, salary projection not available. He, restricted free agent tender around $2 million. I know these are all the same restricted free agent tenders, so I know there's, like, different round tenders out there, like first, second, third. Um, I'm, I apologize if these numbers aren't totally accurate. Again, you go to Spatrick to find that out, but I couldn't find exact numbers for the tenders. I think I heard somewhere it's around $2 million, but I'm pretty well-versed in the off-season talk and contract numbers and all that, but I'm, I apologize, but I'm not as well-versed in tenders and tender prices I would tender and tags as I would want as I would like to be but what I want is I would let Dane Jackson walk through my prediction is he becomes an unrestricted agent and unlike Tyrell Dotson actually resigns but not at the two million tender I think he'll resign for like one 1.5 maybe even a little less in the one to 1.5 million dollar range uh, if he comes back, he cannot start over Kyrie Lim. You need Trey White and Kyrie Lim to start in the outside corners next year. As our outside corners, excuse me, next year. Uh, he needs to embrace a special teams role. He needs to get better four-phase special teamer for Dane Jackson. But Sean McDermott loves him. I think he'll advocate for him. And Brandon B will resign him because of that. In our last restricted free agent here, um, Cam Lewis safety, which again... Um, the he is what Cam Lewis safety. He is okay. So the restricted free agent. Let me start with this. The restricted free agent tender once again is around two million dollars. And again, I apologize if that's not an exact number. You can look it up yourselves. I'm not as well versed as I would like to be in the tenders, but it's around two million dollars. And he is. I feel like what I want. Um. What I want personally is to re-sign him, and my prediction is we will re-sign him. He's a core four phase special teamer on our special teams unit, and he's not very good at safety. The, he's known for the stupid Justin Jeff against Justin Jefferson mistake against the Minnesota Vikings against the Vikings on Justin Jefferson. But other than the time he literally tackled the punter in that snow globe game against the Dolphins in early December. Or yeah, in early December he's been really good on special teams, other than that one blunder. And with Demar Hamlin's up in the air status, unfortunately up in the air, um, and I think we lose this next safety I'm gonna talk about here. And I think we lose Poyer and we don't know how Micah Hyde will come back. Christian Benford will very likely convert to safety, but still you need some depth. So I think Cam Lewis resigns, and I would want him back too. I think he resigns, becomes an unrestricted free agent, and resigns. Two million dollars, yes, core special teamers. That's too much for like your third, like most likely fourth or fifth safety off the bench. So yeah, Jaquan Johnson safety. This is the one I was alluding to. Who I think walks. He's twenty-seven years old. Spot check, salary projection not available again. What I want, um, I would let him walk personally, like I just said a second ago. My prediction, he goes somewhere else. Like, Jaquan Johnson, I feel like, is a starter, and I feel like we're going to draft a safety. I don't, Jaquan Johnson's not the good. He's kind of slow. He's undersized, so there's that. So that's why I don't think we'll resign. Tommy Sweeney, tight ends, pretty straightforward, 28 years old. Spot check, salary, annual salary projection is not available. What I want, let him walk personally. And then my actual official prediction is he goes somewhere else. I just don't think we bother re-signing him because I think our tight end room next year will look like, if predictively and what I want, will look like Dawson Knox. And then a backup, maybe 
Like, I don't feel comfortable about Quentin Morris being our backup or one snap away, one bad snap injury away from having to start Quentin Morris and get the, a lion's share, if not all of the tight end targets. So Ta- Dawson Knox ideally will be our starter next year, and then next year as well we'll have a ro- mid-round high-rated rookie because this tight end class is very, very deep. There's like 10, 11 guys that can be starters immediately or one day eventually. Their third string can be Quentin Morris. That's fine. It's the often inactive guy. And then we can have a practice guy, possibly. So, yeah, guys, those are um, uh, those are my predictions for internal free agents to start our offseason talk. Again, age, pot jack production, projection, and all that. What I want, personally, what I would do if I were Brandon Bean, my official prediction for Brandon Bean, the Buffalo Bills, what they'll do with the specific player. Okay, now I alluded to it during while we were talking during the episode earlier, but Leslie Frazier on Tuesday, I know it's Saturday, March 4th, so let's see, on Tuesday, February 28th, Tuesday morning, he stepped down, McDermott told everyone at the Combine, apparently, and not apparently, it's a fact, he'll step out, he'll retire He's not retiring, actually. I don't know what you want to call it. It's like taking a year off, and he'll be back in 2024, according to the Bills. I don't think that's going to be with the Bills. I I feel like it, this might not be the worst thing for us in that, and this is my immediate reaction on Twitter, AYGunner13, but this is not the worst thing in the world for us, guys. I feel like, as fellow Bills fans, you guys can chime in, but I feel like Leslie Fridge just run his course in Buffalo. I want to pull up something here. I want to pull up um, some stats here from Leslie Frazier because he like consistently has top three defenses like every single year, maybe other than the first year, but every single year he's been in Buffalo. Every single year he's been in Buffalo. His regular season defenses have been statistically off the charts and amazing. But in the playoffs, the guy absolutely cracks starting in like January 2020. So let me... Um, Thank you for being patient with me. Let me find this is cur- okay. This is courtesy of this is courtesy of Joe Marino from the Jeff Network as well as host of Lockdown Bills. So thank you again. Um, so Bills defense in less three playoff losses um, le- under Leslie Fisher. Two thousand twenty Chiefs. When I say two thousand twenty, it's like January two thousand twenty one. But two thousand twenty season Chiefs. 38 points allowed, 439 yards allowed, 29 first downs allowed, 64% and thirds first down for the Chiefs offense. 2021 season, Chiefs divisional round loss, um, 42 points allowed, 552 yards allowed, 30 first downs allowed, 64% and third and fourth downs, the Chiefs offense. And then, so same thing. And then two, most recently, 2022 season, this is very recent. Bengals, 27 points allowed, 412 yards allowed, 31st downs allowed, 60% and 3rd and 4th down allowed. And this is startling. Zero, zero turnovers forced on defense in those three losses and four total sacks. Yes, they did have a muff punt recovery in one of those, but that's that doesn't count. That's a special teams thing. And this doesn't include to the Houston. We were up like 16 nothing, and then Houston somehow came back in overtime and went to overtime 19-19, and they won. So... Uh, I know the offense was like they're like the second worst offense in the playoffs that year. I can't remember who was the worst, but they were one of the worst offenses in the playoffs this year. Bottom offense, and they were Josh Allen wasn't Josh Allen yet, and he made stupid decisions in that game. But still, the defense I blame it more on the defense. All these losses I blame more on the defense. That historic, uh, 
Chiefs divisional 13-second heartbreak thing. That was a historic offensive battle, so that's totally on the defense. Most of these are on defense. So, uh, yeah, Leslie Frazier's run his course in Buffalo, to say the least. I don't think he'll be back in 2024. Now, to give you a little bit of a, um, little bit of a, not preview, some candidates, I think we'll go internally because at this point it's too late. You got to get one quickly for free agents to be a lure. I don't know. I assume this will affect Poyer. He's going to leave even more now because he loved playing under Frazier. But I think we go internally with, I wouldn't go with Eric Washington. I would have fired him along along with the safeties coach, uh, Jim Silgato. But I wouldn't go with him. And, uh, yeah, because the defense line has been very disappointing. I would go with either. My pick is Bobby Babich at linebacker, but my or you could go with John Butler as secondary coach, but my personal pick would be Bobby Babbage, the linebacker's coach, to be promoted to defensive coordinator. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening around the slice today. To preview next week's episode, we'll be going extra on candidates. We'll talk about some draft candidates that we could ha- draft. I have a list of them. I all have a list of like external free agent signings we could sign after we just did the in-house free agent. So please look forward to that. My personal Twitter is at aweingunner13. The podcast Twitter is at aroundslice. I can't wait for the off-season draft, trade market, whatever. We'll go over that all next week. Um, anyways, guys, thank you for listening today to the internal free agency preview for the Buffalo Bills. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.